So this is Tamar Turner welcoming everybody back to another episode of the Down to Business podcast. And so really excited for to be sitting down with this guest today, really excited to honestly just be giving you guys another episode. I always just love to do that. But something that I do, and this is actually how this particular guest came on today's podcast, but something that I do with Instagram and with just trying to get more engagement, with just trying to bring on more businesses, meet new people, network, is that Instagram gives you the option when you're adding to your story to post questions or like polls and stuff. So occasionally, and sometimes I even do it on Twitter just as a regular tweet, but something that I'll do is I'll just reach out to my followers and just drop the question option and just say, Hey, tag your favorite business owner. Who's somebody else that you would like to see on the podcast. And so I always just get great responses, responses from people who I've bought on the podcast, responses from people who I've worked with before, responses from people who may not even have their own, I mean, may not even have their own business, but just tagging their friends and then responses from people who have their own business and tagging themselves or whatever. So that's actually how I was introduced to Melanie today, a good friend of hers, Brianna. And Brianna actually came on the episode. For all of you guys not familiar with the Bellow Batch episode, definitely go check that out. I won't even spoil it for you, but Brianna was able to give me this connection in Melanie, who currently runs the Glam Stash. So Melanie, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Man, I'm I'm excited. But like I said, just in talking with you a little bit more, I really think that Melanie might be a little bit not even a little bit. I think she's more excited than me, y'all. So look, if she showed me out on this uh, on this interview, y'all definitely still just got to come back, still just got to stay with me. But just remember that I said at first that she might bring that fire. So Melanie, can you just, just tell us a little bit about yourself and just tell us a little bit about uh, what the Glam Stash is? Sure. So my name is Melanie and I am the owner of the Glam Stash. I currently reside in Philadelphia, PA, but I am from Baltimore, Maryland. Shout out to Baltimore. Um, I've been in Philly for probably over like 11 years now. I actually went to fashion school. I went to Philadelphia University. And the reason why I started my business is because I promised my 17-year-old self in my college essay, my English teacher told us to pour your heart out in order to get into college. And I wrote about the Glam Sash. And back then, it wasn't called the Glam Sash. It was actually my middle name. So I wanted to name my store Briget. But I wrote about this store, the way it smelled, the way it looked, to the customer, everything. And here we are now, like, I guess 12 years later, and I finally did it. So <laughs> the Glam Sash is a online shoe boutique. It is for the girls that love shoes just as much as I do that want to be trendy but do not want to break the pockets. I just don't believe you have to spend all of your money in order to be stylish. I feel like if you are stylish, you can shop anywhere. You can spend any amount of money. It doesn't matter. You're still going to look fly. So that's kind of what I exude at the Glam Sash is just everything glam, everything fabulous, like anything dope, like just the best shoes you can find. So that's the basis of my business. What I tell y'all, man, she and she even just said that that's the basics. <laughs> But she came over here and just she she said that's the basics, but she just she just gave so much in that little bit of time. But no, so I love that. I think you really might be one of the first people. Don't 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 quote me on this, but I just in my recollection, people who really manifested their business that way. People who I, I can't even imagine just being well, I could imagine being 17 again. That would be lovely. But I, I can't just imagine just writing about like I couldn't imagine writing about down the business years ago. I'm only 24. So seven years ago, I, I wouldn't, this wasn't even a thought in my mind. Black businesses, I mean, yes, they were definitely heavy on my heart and everything, but they weren't as populous as they are today. So the podcast was 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 merely just a forethought. But the fact that that's something where, like you said, you just poured your heart out from sense to sights to to just everything to touch and, and look at you now. Like you said, 12 years later, here you are manifesting it. So I love that. And an, an, another point that you touched on that I really do like and can agree with wholeheartedly is you don't have to have money to look good. It's a tweet and a post 
post that no. I keep seeing. <laughs> I saw it on Instagram first, but it's so relatable. It's so funny. Was people with designer act like they got one day left to wear all their designer. Yeah. I really just think that's the funniest thing, just because it really just. I do admit that I feel like designer has <sighs> misconstrued a lot of viewpoints in the fashion yeah. industry. I feel like people just think designer is the end all be all. When I know plenty of friends who thrift, I know plenty of friends who hand me downs, plenty of friends who sew, make their own things. Shout out to my my previous episode and Brianna. You don't have to have this this exuberant amount of money to to just look good you could you can make a white tee look fly you can make plain clothes look good so i definitely do like that and i definitely do like that you approach your business with the simplicity aspect i really do like that so now you said okay online shoe boutique for women so what really would you say growing up you kind of had like an interest in shoes as you kind of have like a phase is this something that you was it close to your heart is that kind of why you wanted to put it together boutique wise or because i mean just the reason why i asked that is just because at one point i would say probably my sophomore year my junior year of college so a few years ago i was going through i was working at Foot Locker. i was going through a bad phase of just wanting to buy sneakers like just wanting them everything like it was at one point all the releases and stuff i'm putting them to the side i had to discipline myself i had to look at my budget look at how much i was spending and look at how much i needed to be saving and it just wasn't adding up. So I told my manager, I said, look, don't, I said, if I need to give you my associate discount card, let me know. Don't let me come in here and buy another pair of shoes. So for you, what was really the, what was really the motivation to, to tackle shoes, to really want to bring that to the boutique? So to be honest, in my day life, my nine to five, I'm an apparel buyer for a sneaker retailer. So funny you bring up Foot Locker. I don't work at Foot Locker, but I do work at another popular sneaker retailer in Philadelphia. But I used to previously work for a company called Villa, which is now DTLR Villa. So I always loved shoes, even as a child. Like I just always loved shoes, and I'm not a person like I don't don't get me on here fronting. I have heels, boots, sneakers, everything. Like I mean, everything you could think of. I have an issue. Like I have a whole entire shoe room. One side is all sneakers, the other side is all heels, sandals, and boots. So for me, it's just that from being a child, like I love fashion in general, but as I started to get older and in college, I started to realize that if I really wanted, if I really had to give up my closet, I would never give up my shoes. I could literally survive off of jeans and white tees, but I would need my shoes. Like I feel like shoes make the outfit. Honestly, shoes and coats are my thing, but shoes is the one thing I feel like is so prominent and like they just can be so beautiful and they can literally, like shoes can change the trajectory of a whole entire outfit. Like I feel like people don't realize that even if you have on a white tee and jeans, if, if a girl throws on like a cute pair of like boots with a little heel on it and a leather jacket, she's looking like money. She could also dress it down and put on a pair of Yeezys or a pair of Jordan 1s and she looks chill. So shoes, I feel like just complete the outfit. So for me, shoes are my heart and soul. And it got to a point where everybody would always come to me. Like everybody knew me as like the girl who loves shoes. So they would always come to me like, Mel, I'm looking for so-and-so shoes like this. I don't want to spend a lot of money. So I was always sending everybody to other places. And I got to a point where I was just like, sis, you, you love shoes. Like you're a buyer in full, in your full-time life. And then honestly, I was, while I was at Villa, there was a point where I was buying some women's shoes uh, for a short period of time. And I was like, I could do this on my own. Like, I got to figure this out. Like, I got to figure this shit out. Like, I can't keep sending people somewhere else. I'm watching money, like, walk away from me. Like, I could give these people shoes that they want and at the price they want. And they love me too. So why not? And next thing I know, years later, here we are again. Just, (laughs) I feel like God always pointed me in this direction. It really just even makes me think about what I speak about in previous episodes. Just how you personally, you looked at your, your love, your passion. It was shoes. 
And you said, look, look at what I'm doing. Look at how much I'm helping people. Look at I'm sending people. I'm being resourceful. I'm even probably learning along the way. And so look at what you translated that to. Now you have an online boutique. Now you're you're just making things happen. So I love that, that not only you manifested it, but you really just started started almost at home in a sense, like just started with yourself. And that's something that I try to constantly push to people just to like look like for me personally, it was looking at how much I love to just talk to people, how much I love to be personable, how much when I took my first public speaking class in high school. I fell in love. I mean, it was just too easy. Like it was just wow. Like some people, obviously, they're gonna say I talk too much, which I, I can definitely agree with, especially if it's something that I'm passionate about. But really, just took that skill. Really, just took that passion. Yeah, and turned it into something that you love. So I, I, I love that. So now diving into the shoes specifically, and diving into kind of what you do a little bit. How do you? find these shoes? Does your retailer um, that you're employed with, do they play any part in that? Is this something where you're you're looking at different vendors and, and different things? How are you How are you kind of finding what you want to, like the apparel and things that you want to put on your actual website? It's funny you ask that because I feel like a lot of people always ask that. The only thing that I use my nine to five for in my business is to basically silently fund my business. So I still have to make money in order to buy for my business. That's the only thing they help me with. The knowledge that I've gained from being a buyer during the day absolutely helps, but I get all of my shoes from a from wholesalers. So just giving everybody some free game. If you do want to start a business, an online shoe boutique, an online apparel business, lashes, anything, I don't knock people who sell those vendor lists, but honestly, guys, like you don't have to buy that. They have a whole entire website called Fashion Go. I would highly suggest if you want to start a business to start there. You have to, the only thing you have to do is the all vendors are free and there's literally hundreds of thousands of vendors on there. You can go in there and find anything. Even if you want to sell like facial products, they have everything. You just need your LLC, you need your seller's license, and you need an EIN tax number. And that's literally all you need. And then whatever card, credit card or debit card you want to use to start purchasing your products. That's really it. Like I basically go on this website and I find all of the, I search for, like I do my own research when I'm like trying to plan out my, my drops. So obviously you have to do fashion trend research. You need to know what the latest trends are, what your customers are looking for. So I go on there and I may search like, oh, today I want to search for slippers because everybody like right now I have a cozy glam, cozy glam, drop that just happened. So I went on there and I searched for slippers, but I wanted slippers that were like glam. I didn't just want like regular slippers they sell at Walmart. I wanted something that was also more plush. I didn't want something that was super cheap. So you have to sift through like hundreds of pages of products, but because I love this and because I'm passionate about it, I take time out of my day and that's what I do. And I always tell people like, it's not this is not hard. I feel like people see me and they're like, how did you do this? I'm like, it's so easy. It's all about information, which is why I was so elated to come on here with you because this is information I feel like that we as Black people have to share with each other because it's not something that everybody just readily knows. Like even the fact that you even ask like, oh, like did your job help you? Nope. This is completely separate. This is my own thing. The only thing they do is support the money in my pockets that I work hard for. So other than that, it was all just research and me utilizing, you know, my knowledge of buying and my knowledge of how manufacturing works. And, you know, using some of my contacts that I do have through work and from years of being in the business. But I figured it out and I found a way and here we are and I just order it everything comes from the fashion district in LA so you get things within five to seven days if something's on back order it may take two weeks but everything is very fast anybody who wants to open a store like I highly suggest you go follow fashion go on um, Instagram they do lives and they have people businesses come on there and talk they even will answer your questions about how to even start your business so 
it's a huge resource that I would highly suggest to everyone. She just dropped some gems. And I know a lot of people who listen to the podcast are kind of in that fashion industry, have their own brands. And even some of my previous episodes have their own brands, just in thinking about Proven Radiant, just in thinking about NJAX and stuff. So that definitely could be a good resource for y'all. Fashion Go, I love that. Dropping gems, dropping knowledge. I might even have to go look on there just to see if I can find anything or just send stuff people's way. Okay. So now when it comes to putting or selecting, I guess, the products and stuff that you want, like particularly when it comes to like the colors and the designs and the styles, would you say that you're pretty picky with that? Are you are you kind of just like, all right, I, I need this to look a certain way. I just don't want to put up any boot or any slipper or anything like that. Do you take suggestions from like outsiders or maybe previous customers? What does that process really look like when you're physically stocking your website? So it's a mix of two things. So I I do listen to my customers when they ask me for things or like I'll, I'll do like kind of like how you do to get me here. I'll say like, hey, are you guys like interested in this? Or I'll post things just to get teasers, just to see what they feel about it. Or I'll reach out to like, I have some very like loyal customers and people who have kind of watched me go through the full process of this, who have supported me from like ideation all the way to the reality of this being a real business. I'll reach out to them like, hey, like, how do you feel about this? But most importantly, like, it's always about your customer. Like, I know what my girls like. And I know that there are some things like, will I take a risk? Yes. And then there's also styles that I know will just work. I know that all of them will love. Like, I just recently had a boot on there, um, the Rochelle boot. And that one, I bought it and I knew. I was like, this is going to be the one. Like, this is going to be the hit. And because, one, it was so on trend. It's a chunky, lug sole boot. It had the Gucci-esque looking appeal to it. So my girls, all of them are not interested in buying Gucci. They didn't want to spend $1,200. So this is an $85 boot that they can get their hands on. They can look fly. It's not breaking their pockets. They don't have to break the bank in order to look fly as shit. Like, you, if I'm going to wear it, I feel like they can wear it too. Now, do I do I admit as a buyer, are there styles that I feel like I would never wear that I feel like would still work for my customers? Absolutely, yes. So any good business owner running any retail store will tell you, like sometimes you have to remove yourself out of it too. So funny thing is I name all of my shoes after women in my life. So most of most of them, like the first couple of shoes that I did, I hadn't named any named them after anybody yet. I start I waited until after we did a couple of drops. But like the last few drops, I've named them all after women in my life who they remind me of. And then a ritual I do before I drop the shoe is I show it to the person who is named after. Like I actually, my six-year-old goddaughter is like my best friend in the whole entire world. She's amazing. And she's crazy. I think that she's lived here before. She acts like a 30-year-old woman. I feel like we're the same age. I actually just, the next shoe, I'm the next slipper I'm dropping, I actually named after her. And I've never seen a child so elated. And she was like, I want a pair. And I felt bad because she, they don't come in her size. So she was just like the reaction she gave, like that's, that's been the, the reaction in general amongst all the women who I tell like, Hey, like I'm naming this shoe after you. Like, do you like it? I haven't had anybody say they don't like a shoe yet. If they do, I don't know what I'm gonna do yet, but I've literally rooted my business in that because I feel like when I see shoes, I think of people. Like if I get to know you and I like, I'm I'm like a shoe girl first. So I always look at everybody's shoes first. I may not remember your name. I may not even remember what your face looks like, but I remember what kind of shoes you had on. So <laughs> that's just been a part of the business. That's a part of how I assort, how I find products too. Like just, just knowing the trends, knowing what's out there, knowing what I think is cool and popping and, you know, just seeing what the girls are looking for. 
I think that's so dope. Honestly, I think that's creative too. It even made me think about how I, the process of, and I, I spoke with a couple of people just about, because they, they kind of flock to how I name my episodes. And some people just thought, well, how'd you come up with that? Or how'd you do that? And honestly, like I was telling them that naming the episodes is hard. I was even just telling Brianna, my most uh, recent episode is, is difficult. Like it is just something where I, I sometimes, I sometimes name it based off of me just listening back to the episode. And maybe you said something that kind of stuck out to me. Sometimes I try to do a play on words with your name. Sometimes I really, I love music. So sometimes I'll even just my, when I brought on uh Mag, when I brought on Maggie, I named hers from Haiti with love. Cause that made me just think about Drake's song from Florida with love, but <laughs> that's kind of her. So it's just, it is so much that goes into it, but I definitely do think that it keeps me on my toes. And even with you it keeps you on your toes it keeps the ladies on your toes and like you said you you got that streak going right now where you haven't introduced a shoe to somebody who they haven't like or maybe they just not telling you to now nah, i'm playing i'm a pretty honest person i always tell people like look if you don't like it please tell me i, please. I will be honest though my the last slipper i just dropped before the next one is coming, I named it after my mother. So this one, my mother's name is Lisa. This one meant a lot to me because my mother straight up told me, my mother's very private. She was like, don't go naming those shoes after me on none of that. She don't like the internet. She don't want her picture on the internet. She's just like my grandmother. But when I saw these slippers, like my mother is the cozy queen. My mother buys the best pajamas. She buys the flyest socks. She always got cute slippers. I was like, why would I not name this after you? And even for me, like, just doing the slippers like that was a pivot from COVID like just understanding that you know I was coming out of summer everyone was buying sandals then COVID started getting real thick and I'm like I can't be having these girls I had thinking they just gonna be buying boots or some other type of shoes we're not even really going nowhere so I had to pivot my business and that's what made me get the slippers and then I kept telling myself that right now I didn't want to do apparel because apparel is my heart and soul outside of you know my personal about about my personal business and my person in my work life it, it's, it's my lead thing but I was like how can you have slippers and not have cozy wear to go with it so I did an ode to the fact that I love Philly but I'm from Baltimore and I love Baltimore even more so I named the cozy set the little cozy join so I just took little is a word that people use in Baltimore and join obviously you know is a word they use in Philly so everybody was just like oh my gosh Melanie you are so cute like why would you do this and it's just funny because I feel like I'm all about the emotional attachment to products and I feel like when people are emotionally attached to the product and then they're emotionally attached to the business as well i've gained like this personal rapport with my customers too like i feel like they know what to expect from me until they don't know what to expect and i feel like the whole cozy thing was the cold cozy glam thing they didn't expect that so once i started teasing it like i thought my baddie boots collection was gonna do really really well but it was the cozy cozy glam that just blew everybody away like i had to reorder that i'm having to refill that i'm like this is insane. Like, what? oh my gosh, like y'all are really going crazy. Like, honestly, it felt like a, this is the, this is the third drop that felt like a Jordan launch. Like I was literally selling out of stuff in a day. Like it was out of control. I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> but I'm thankful for all of it because I love my glam girls. Like they keep me pumping. Like I tell everybody, text me pictures, send me, tag me. Like I love to see it, especially because you get to see your vision come to life. And then they all rock it in a whole different way than I ever intended. Like I had girls that are wearing those cozy glam sets that I intended for in the house. These girls are wearing them outside to run errands. Like I love to see it. <laughs> I love to see it. 
I love to hear it, honestly. And it's just amazing when you can see your, like you said, your business come to life. I, I tell everybody, whether it be offline, whether it be online, meaning the podcast or just face to face, that I, I really just appreciate them for bringing the vision to life. And people say that it's really nothing. Like all you did was ask me to just come on here and just talk. Oh, yeah, but you don't understand. Like this is this is something I love. Like this is a platform. And for you, like this is it's something that you love. Like this is r- literally your passion. You're you're employed in it. And I'm just even so much so that you name it after people. That's how much that they've really meant to you, the type of impact that they've had. And just something that I caught too, just because I love socks, I might have to chat with mom just because I need some <laughs> suggestions or something. I, I definitely do think I probably had the best socks um, on the East Coast. Anybody can kind of debate with me on that. I'll, I'll definitely go pair for pair with you, but. Oh, I definitely God. do want to get some recommendations from her for sure. I got I got them all. We got the ankle, we got the mids, the hazards, whatever you want. But uh, but nonetheless, so something that you you sure you got something on my sock game? Because I'm telling you, you're not seeing me on my Golden Girl socks, okay? I'm vicious. If your socks right now don't have Tommy Pickles from the Rugrats on them, I got those I don't, too. Okay. I bet you well, don't know. I have Rocco's Modern Life socks. Okay. See? That's simple. I could, I could top it. No, I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Okay, we're going to have to go. I'm going to have to start tagging you then. Sock of the day. We, we, we could get it popping and we can definitely get it popping. But something that you, you spoke on that kind of resonated with me a little bit was risk. So what would you say is a risk that you've taken for the glam stash, whether it worked out in your favor, whether it taught you a lesson, whether it introduced you to a new opportunity? What, what did that look like for you? The biggest risk I would say was starting it. That is the biggest risk because you, I spent so much time talking about it. I spent so much time working on it. I spent so much time thinking on it and trying to make it happen. And the best thing you could do is take the risk and just jump out here and do it. So when I finally set a date and I said, you know what? October 19th, 2019 is the day that I'm going to start this business. I'm going to launch it and release it to everybody. I never felt my heart beat so fast and to be totally honest with you like that risk came from you know I'm not really like a religious person but I'm very spiritual like I went through a very tough time where in 2018 I was diagnosed with a chronic illness and I spent all these years working for another company making them all this money building these businesses developing products and I'm like here I am now with a chronic illness and I'm sick in hospital and I planned on starting this business and I can't because I'm here and I physically can't move. I've lost all this weight. I can't do anything. I can't do anything on my own. I couldn't walk. I couldn't drive. I couldn't do anything. So I promised God. I was like, when I get out of here, it is go time, dog. Like, big dog, we are out here. Like, I am coming out of this hospital. I'm going to recover. And I'm going straight into this. And that's exactly what happened. I told myself, no ifs, ands, or buts. Like, it's time to jump out the window. You're either going to get, you either going to jump out or you're going to get pushed out because at this point you already told God, so he's going to push you out the window. So I like to do things on my own time, but I know God's time is right. And literally my birthday is October 12th. So I celebrated my 29th birthday. And then a week later, I set it as the date for the glam session. And I was like, how beautiful is it that my birthday will always be a week ahead of my first baby? And it, essentially, it's my first child. And now here we are. I just came up on my one year anniversary. And I have to say, this is a risk that worked out in my favor. I was shut down for a couple months, but it wasn't due to COVID, honestly. It was really just because I got sick again with my illness. And that only kept me out for a couple months. And I came right back in, came out guns a blazing. And I had my best month when I came back from COVID. Like I literally sold out of things in minutes and I made what I make in a check every two weeks at my job in three hours. 
And I feel like that was a sign from God, like you can do this. And if as long as you keep going, it will happen for you. You just have to walk with me. You got to be patient about it. You got to keep pouring into this business. I feel like I planted these seeds with God and I continue to water them and I just, I'm watching it grow. It's a slow burn, but I don't care. I got the patience and I'm, I'm not historically a patient person, but I have been so patient about this. I feel like it is the right time. I feel like everything is happening when it's supposed to happen. So this has been the best risk of my life. <laughs> Man, if that just doesn't inspire you, motivate you, whatever, you might need to rewind and really listen to that answer again, really dissect that really. And hear that first and foremost, definitely want to wish you a happy belated, definitely want to wish you a happy one year. I'll actually be celebrating mine soon, so I'm excited for that as well. But I love to hear that. I love to just hear when people take a, a leap of faith or when people just step out on a limb or when people just kind of, like you said, just go for it, just do it, just start it, whatever comes from it, comes from it. It may not go exactly how I want it to go. It may not look exactly like what I want it to look like, but that's okay. Progress. Progress stops upon satisfaction and you should never be satisfied. I love that quote so much just because it really just should always just keep you going, should always just keep you motivated. So man, I I, I love to hear every bit of that. So now I want to kind of segue a little bit into the products and some of the things that you, you actually have me. And scrolling your page, I was just... I was blown away. I'm going to be honest. I was just like, I didn't even know Thank some you. of this stuff you could put on your feet. It was just crazy, like creative though. Like just the, just the mindset behind it, just the, the names, like you said, now it kind of all makes sense. I was really wondering where your names and things derived from, but now I got it. I even saw you kind of tagged a couple of people and I saw the names match and I was yeah. like, hmm, I wonder if she did that. But now it all kind of, so it all came full circle. So do you have a particular product that you say like is your favorite, that something that kind of means the most to you that really resonate with you? Do you, is everything, I know everything is kind of just unique. I know with the names and everything, but would you say there is one right now on the website or maybe even one coming that's really, that really stands out to you that really means something? So I feel like my shoes are like my children and I feel like you should never have favorites, but I do feel like you go through seasonal changes where you do have a favorite and then you take a break with that one and you move on to the next one. So I would say right now on my website, I would say that the Raven boot is actually my favorite. It is a thigh high leopard print like sweater boot. It is just ultimate sexy. It is just beautiful. And it's actually named after one of my friends from home. She is a girl who is just so crazy and she just does whatever the fuck she wants to do. She's always fly. Like when I first saw it, I just thought of her. And it's obviously something that I will wear too, but I don't feel like it's necessary for me to name. A, I don't feel like it was necessary for me to name another shoe after myself because I already had one. But this one just reminded me of her. And I was just like, this boot is so crazy. Like, I feel like you have to be bold to wear it. You have to be a person who is not afraid because it's so like, I feel like when you see it, like people are always, people are going to stare at you because it's such an amazing boot. So right now that's my favorite one. And then I would have to say my Lisa slipper as well, just because I'm super, like, I'm not even gonna hold you. I'm like the super, super cool cozy join like I always want to be comfortable like don't get me wrong I love heels but I wear sneakers a lot too like anybody who knows me like you can go to my page if you follow me on Instagram like if you click the stash like I call my my shoe collection shoe collection my stash so obviously that's hence like why it's a part of the glam stash how I got that but if you click through that you'll see that like, I'm a really cozy girl like I love heels just as much as I love sneakers but my slippers they have become my best friend in COVID like that Lisa slipper is everything I have it in every color so <laughs> I do wear, and I do wear my products. I actually just told one of my friends recently that just started a business that, you know, you know, in Scarface, they tell you like, you know, don't get high on your own supply, but I'm the, I feel like in retail, it's the complete opposite. Nobody will ever believe you if you're selling something that they don't even see you wearing. 
So I wear my own products. I'm not going to sell my girls anything that I don't feel like I would ever pay for or that I don't feel like is of good quality that I would approve of. So that's really important to me too. So I take pride in every single product I bring in. Fellas, as uh, breathtaking, and I don't even really know to put it in the words, as it kind of just made me anxious. No, we cannot wear any of these boots, shoes, anything like that. These are particularly for the ladies here but no i i love it i just love the time i love the thought process i really just love everything that goes into it and like you said you don't want to have a favorite but yeah sometimes with the seasons and everything so yeah and just a side note everybody out there she said look they tell parents you're not supposed to have a favorite child actually if you have any siblings ask your parents out there and just see what the answers are you might start i don't want to start any family feuds before thanksgiving but just see what, see what they come up with for sure for sure so okay so the glam stash we know is an online boutique now so you're tip everything is just strictly online. So this is kind of like a two-part question for you. So now with what have you found, if any, to be the cons of just strictly being online? And then my the second part to that question would be, with it being an online boutique right now, do you have plans of hopefully having your own store one day, whether it be Philly, whether it be Baltimore with a T? I know she said it with D to all my DMV folks out there, uh, but uh, Baltimore. Baltimore, yeah, <laughs> big accent. But yeah, so do you have kind of any plans to, to actually get your own boutique moving forward? Do you want to kind of adopt anything? What does that look like for the Glam Stash? So to answer your question, so first question, there are two cons that come with me having an e-com business um right now the first con is that shipping costs are wildly insane and i'm one of those people that i shop a lot so i always get mad when i go to websites i'm like why the hell is this shipping so damn high i understand why now that i run my own business you know as you grow it can get cheaper that's why bigger companies can have like five dollar shipping but because i'm still small and independent my shipping cost is ten dollars but that's something that i really want to work hard on lowering because I really hate that I have to charge my girls $10. I hate it. But it's because I'm still very small and the volume is not there yet in my business for me to afford cheaper shipping. Um, And I would say the second con of the e-com business is that I also, I don't have my own, I own my domain, but I'm not hosting my website myself. So I'm hosting it through Shopify. And don't get me wrong, I love Shopify. I have to tell you guys, I absolutely love Shopify. So if you want to start your business, I would absolutely suggest Shopify. It's very useful friendly. They have a great support system. But when something goes wrong on the grand scheme of the big Shopify world, um, I had an issue where I was trying to launch one day and I couldn't do anything on my website and it was out of my control. I just had to wait patiently until they could come help me. And I hate that because I don't ever want to not be available to my glam girls. I always want to be available, but I had to literally, I couldn't take any orders or anything. I couldn't change anything on my website, nothing until they fixed the problem. So those are the two biggest cons. Other than that, e-commerce is amazing because you literally don't have any overhead costs. You're not paying rent for a storefront or anything like that. So to start, honestly, like because of the technology age we're in and just to keep my business costs low, e-com is the best solution. And segueing into your second part of your question, I, my college essay I mentioned earlier in the episode about writing about my store, I always talked about a physical store. I never talked about, um, I never talked about e-commerce shop at all. So I think ultimately at some point in my life, I would like to have a storefront. And that's a hard question. Everybody always asks me like, are you going to have it in Baltimore or in Philly? Honestly, I don't know. I love both places. I feel like I'd be wrong not to open a store in both places, but 
I just right now I'm not looking to do it, but absolutely in the future I want to because an experience that obviously because you're you're a man, but if you wanted to order for a lady friend or a mom or a sister or whoever, there's an experience that comes in the glam sash box. When you order from me, I hand wrap every single shoe with tissue paper. There's a glam sash sticker that comes with it. There's glitter that goes in a box and there's also a secret smell that goes in because I'm a woman that is like very feminine and I'm really big on smells and experience and something I want to do when I do open the store is I want it to still be that same kind of experience I give them in the box. I want to give it to them in a physical store too. It's just that we would add some champagne or some sparkling cider for my girls that don't indulge in the alcohol. But that's how I want, like, I just want an elevated shopping experience. So when I do open the store, you ladies, it's going to be an elevated experience. It's going to be exactly what you would expect from Melanie. It's going to be very extra. Like, I love all things extra. I love all things bougie. Like, I love it. So that's the one thing I am I am looking forward to when I do eventually open the uh, storefront. Had me over here running, rubbing my hands like Birdman when I heard the secret smell part. Okay, <laughs> I can get with that for sure, for sure. And definitely wish you the best of luck moving forward with the journey and even with everything, just the climate that we're in now with the pandemic and everything. I do hope that businesses really can turn around, really can come back, really can continue to progress. Okay, so before we wrap things up, is there anything that you feel like we, we haven't touched about the glam stash, just maybe about you or just about what you do in your business that you feel like the people out there should know? If I had to leave people with some advice, I would, or some things that we didn't talk about, I would just say, like, if you do want to start a business, I encourage everybody, if you feel that way or you thought about it, like, don't let your fear of not knowing or not understanding, like, what it takes to start a business. Also, make sure you have the funds, like, save your money. Like, scare money, don't make money. So, you, I don't, I'm never a person, I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody, like, yeah, go start your business with $200. I don't do that. I tell people, like, give yourself a dollar amount and say, hey, like, look, if you could save a thousand to five thousand dollars, like do it and really set yourself up to start your business properly, um, to be able to properly trademark your business, to buy your LLC, get your EIN number, start to get your sales license, to be able to buy inventory, to be able to buy shipping supplies. All those things you think you don't need business cards. Like there's a lot of small costs that go into printer paper. I had to buy a printer. All those things that people don't think about. Like I just try to suggest that to people when you first start, like sit down and write down all your startup costs and really realistically list what you need. So that way you can go into this and you're not starting a business just off of a whim. And you kind of already know. And I mean, even right now, like I would say to anybody listening to this, like don't ever be ashamed to reach out to somebody. Like obviously you and I aren't here talking and I'm willing to be a resource to anybody who wants to start a, who wants to seriously start a business and wants to be helped. Cause I feel like, again, like I've watched so many white people build each other up and like always reach their hands back to each other. And I watch black people do the opposite. And I'm here to like, make sure that our generation, I feel like we're making a huge stance on making sure we lift each other up and are turning us on like your podcast alone is just turning other people onto businesses they may not have ever even known existed and we're uplifting black businesses and I love that so I'm always here to be a resource to people that need help and I always tell people too I did go to school for fashion so I got a degree in fashion merchandising and I interned as a buyer and made it work and I'm 
I have a lot of useful information I learned just from my day job that I'm always willing to share with people who maybe like I talked to some people the other day that were like in finance and they had they started a retail business. They have they had no clue what to do. And I thought that was great that they even like were bold enough to reach out and say like, hey, can we chat? Can we pick your brain? And they didn't even realize that I was able to learn some things from them, too. So I just think you have to be open. You have to be uh, steadfast and you have to be super nimble and ready to learn in any way, shape or form in order to start a business. I always love when I can bring people on here and they may be strangers to others. They may even be strangers to me, but I just love how they can just welcome everybody and anybody with open arms and really just continue to serve as that resource just to recognize that, look, at one point I didn't have it all figured out. At one point, my business wasn't where it is today. So I, I can definitely still lend that hand. I see people now doing different courses and different workshops and I, I just love it. I just love the networking opportunities. I love the pop-up shops. I love all of that. Anything that can bring people together, anything that can strengthen us all the same while educating us, I really do feel as though it's important. So everybody out there listening, definitely please, please take advantage of Melanie. Please give her a follow. Please look, check out the glam stash too. And Melanie, would you mind just before I close out, I am just going to, I am going to drop your handles and stuff in the bio, but can you just tell everybody where they can find you personally and where they can find the glam stash if they're looking to shop? You can find the glam stash on Instagram at the glam stash, T-H-E-G-L-A-M. S-T-A-S-H. And you can also shop us at www.theglamstash.com. And then if you want to follow me personally, uh, my name on Instagram is the love girl, but it's the love girl at the end. There's five L's. <laughs> I think that's what took me so long to find her personal page to all those L's, but we ain't going to talk about that. Cool. At another time. <laughs> I tried everything. I tried everything. So somebody must have the four L's, the three L's, the two, and then the L. Okay. So she had to go with five. Okay, I got it. I got it. But yeah, for everybody out there listening, definitely please, especially my ladies, my ladies, my ladies, please be sure to check her out. Please be sure uh, to support her. And for all my business owners, entrepreneurs, definitely just use her as a resource. Pick her brain, whatever the case may be. She definitely is willing to help you all. And Melanie, I definitely do want to extend a big thank you and much appreciation to you for really just coming on here, providing that value that the people need for really just telling us about your business and what you do and how you just manifested everything and, and where you are today. And I'm really just even excited. And I want to thank you on the podcast too, just for sending me the businesses. And you're going to continue to keep this vision moving forward. For those of y'all who don't know, Melanie sent me a lot of different businesses when she was tagged, business owners, people all over. So we'll definitely be getting them on sooner than you think. So for everybody out there who continues to listen, continues to support, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Down to Business Podcast with Tamar Turner.